Okay, so in this parsha, we're going to go through parshas Baloischa. It's a Torah that I, I tried to compile. It's from. It's based primarily on Shvili Pinchas and Tavshin Ayin Aleph and Tavshin Ayin Ches, and from pieces from Rav Kluger's Pirish on Chumish Pleisei Secha and Rav Wolfson's Pirish on Chumish and Munasitach. So in this parsha, we have the two psukim of Vahib and Seharon. The pasuk tells us. That the pasuk says by even Moshe that when the Aaron would travel, Moshe would say, "Kuma Hashem, raise up Hashem, be a futzo evecha, be a nusum esanecha, be panecha. Please, you know, go forward, Hashem, and let all your enemies scatter." Uvenuchi yoimar, and when the Aaron would rest, Moshe Rabbeinu would say, "Shuv Hashem, rivois alf Yisrael, rest Hashem amongst the thousands of Jews." Now, these two psukim in the parsha, there's a. If you look in the Torah, there's nuns, backward nuns, before and after. What's the significance of this? So the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, Tesvav, the Gemara tells us an interesting halacha. This has to do with, uh, it's not for now, but it has to do with uh, saving a Sefer when there's a fire, saving a Sefer Torah, and carrying it even to an area that's rabbinically forbidden, there's no Erev. So you're allowed to save a Sefer Torah. Now the halacha is that if a Sefer Torah is missing a letter, it's puzzle, you can't read from it, but it's still considered, it has Kedush, it still has the holiness of a Sefer Torah. The Gemara over there addresses how many letters does a Sefer have to have for it to still have Kedusha. Let's say you have a, a Sefer Torah, I think it has like 303,000, something like that, something that letters. So if it loses half of them, is it still a Sefer Torah? So the Gemara says yes. The Gemara says, Sefer Torah Shabbala, if you have a Sefer Torah that's getting worn out and it's losing massive amounts of letters, the Gemara says that as long as it still has 85 letters, even if they're scattered, but if there's 85 letters in the Sefer Torah, then it's significant Then you save it. What's the significance of 85 letters? Because that's the amount of letters of Vayibin Soara. What does this mean? What it means is that Vayibin Soa is considered its own Sefer. The Gemara continues. The Gemara maybe Raya Shaparjas Vayibin Soa Nechshavas the Sefer Vefeyatzma. The Gemara continues to prove that Vayibin Soa is considered its own Sefer. And the Gemara says Tan Rabon Vayibin Soaron Vayomer Moshe. These two psukim of Vayibin Soaron Vayomer Moshe is considered Parshasu Osa Kadosh Baruch Hu Simonios Melmaila Lamata. Hakadosh Baruch Hu made uh, signs, symbols in the Torah itself, the backward nuns. Because it's considered its own sefer, meaning the Gemara ends off by quoting a pasuk. It says that he carved out seven pillars. Elu shiva These are the seven sifrei Torah. Meaning, we're very we're very familiar with the concept that this chamishe chumshei There's five, right? The truth is, says the Gemara, there are really seven. There's Bereshis, Shmois, Vayikra. There's Bamidbar, until Vayibin Soa. You have Vayibin Soa. These two Pesukim are considered its own Sefer of the Torah in its own. Then you have from the end, from after Vayibin Soa until the end of Bamidbar. And then you have Devarim. So there's actually seven. Okay. The question is, what does it mean that Vayibin Soa is its own Sefer? And also it's very strange, because Vayibin Soa is 85 letters. How could 85 letters be its own safer? That's it's, it's incredibly small. So, before we address what does it mean, the truth is, there's a chidah. The chidah in Nachal Koidman writes, and this is parasha, he says, Vayim and Saaron, Shar hanun nela mimosher abenu. 
He quotes a Sefer Kavanaki that says as follows. He says, We know that Klal Yisrael each day leading up to Shavuos received another gateway to Torah, 49 gates to Torah. But Moshe Rabbeinu was Zochet to the 50th Shah, the 50th gate. Whatever that means, we'll explain what this means maybe throughout the Shir. But he was Zochet to the 50th gate. And when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai to receive the 50th gate, to receive the Torah, he was Zochet to the 50th gate, and he was all the Torah was open to him. But when Klal Yisrael sinned with the Egel, and Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos, says the Chida, he calls the Sefer Kavanaki, the truth is, the gate, the 50th gate, was closed, and we lost a lot of the Torah, meaning... The reason why there are nunim, there is a nun in the Torah by Ve'ibn Soa, is because it's to it's to hint the fact that the nunim are backwards. It's to hint that this Torah was there was actually originally this section was not just eighty five letters. It was much much bigger. It was coming from the fiftieth gate. That that originally those letters those two psukim of Ve'ibn Soa were massive. It was really a large sefer, but when the Jewish people sinned. And Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchos. We lost it. And all we have left are these 85 letters. That's what he writes. Meaning, we started with a question by saying, how could it be that out of all the Svarim, Bereshis is massive, Shemos is brig, Devarim is huge. These are hundreds and thousands of psukim. And then you have one sefer is 85 letters. So it's very strange. The answer is it wasn't always 85 letters. It was massive also. But when Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos, we lost. It's not that we lost, it's not like, you know, forgotten. It was not transmitted to Klal Yisrael, and all that was transmitted were these 85 letters. Now, before we address many of the questions, and what does this mean? There's a very interesting teaching of the Chidah. This is in Midbar Kadmos, um, Yud Oisvav. He, he over there addresses a question. The question is, we know there's a concept, there's a medrash that says the word Yisrael uh, stands for Yesh Shishim Riboy Oisius the Torah, that there's 600,000 letters in the Torah, that each letter in the Torah is a letter for every Jew. 600,000 Jews that were at Har Sinai, so 600,000 letters. Now, the problem is, there are not 600,000 letters in the Torah. If you count them up, it's in the early 300,000s. I think it's like 303,000. So it's very off. And there's a very famous question that a lot of Mepharshim deal with, is that the, the letters don't match up to 600,000. So one of the classic explanations is that sometimes you have to break the letters up. So like the letter Aleph, if you envision an Aleph, it's really a Vav and two Yuds. Right? The, the long, you know, the diagonal line is a Vav, and the two legs are yuds, so really Aleph is three letters. And you have to do that for a lot of letters to get the math there. Okay. The Chidah has a different explanation. The Chidah says, based on this Torah, that originally there was a much larger section of Torah, but when the Luchos broke, that was lost. Maybe the first Luchos had them, but the second Luchos, all we had are these 85 letters. So then, says the Chidah, what's to stop us from saying that those 
letters that were lost would match up, would, would make up the math. Right? We know the Medrash, we believe what the Medrash says. The Medrash says that there's 600,000 letters in the Torah, but there aren't. The answer is, well, maybe there were. And they, they uh, got broken, but maybe they originally were. Okay, it's a very interesting teaching of the Chida. But here's the question. The question is, first of all, what, what was lost? Right? We lost sections of the Torah. What? Well, what sections did we lose? Secondly, if we did have it all lost except for 85 letters, these two psukim of Vayhib and Soaron, that as the Oren would travel, Moshe Rabbeinu would say, you know, go forth and let your enemy scatter, and then when it would return, why are those two psukim the only thing left? Right? If you if 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 whatever means whatever means that the Torah was lost and all was remaining were these two psukim, there has to be a significance to these. It's not a coincidence. So how is these two psukim somehow the core of what was lost? It's also, by the way, it's interesting just to point out, these are what we say uh, in laning, right? When we take the Sefer Torah out, we say Vayib and Sauron, and when we put the Sefer Torah back, we say Venucha Yomer. So what's, what's going on over here? Okay, so let's begin by describing exactly what is the purpose, what exactly is taking place when the Jewish people are in Gaulus. The truth is, Rav Kluger in the bottom right paragraph, he says, Da, you see, these psukim of Ayib and Sauron is describing the Aron traveling. It's saying when the Jewish people traveled, right? Ayib and Sauron, as the Jewish, as the Aron traveled, and the Jewish people traveled. And when the Aron returned to its place, which is what we do in Shul, we take the Sefer Torah out and we put the Sefer Torah back. The Svarim tell us that Ayib and Soa, this pasuk describing the Aron moving, that's symbolic of Klal Yisrael in Golis. You see, as long as the Sefer Torah is in its place, as long as the Aron is in its place, that's Klal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. The second the Sefer Torah is taken out, like think about it in davening every week, when we take the Sefer Torah out, the Sefer Torah is going into Golis. It's leaving its place, it's leaving Eretz Yisrael, it's going into that place of America, into that place of Bavel, into that place of Europe. And then when it's returned... It's back into Eretz Yisrael, which means the Psukim of Ahim and Soya symbolize the Torah and Klal Yisrael going into Golos. And Rav Kluger writes this, he says, Da, when the Oren would travel of Ahim and Soa, Mevatas es Yimei Galusan, that symbolizes the days of Golos of Klal Yisrael, where we're out of our place, and we're traveling. And he points out something fascinating, that the same way the Aaron traveled, that's the Jewish people in Gaulus. Well, the Jewish people didn't travel in one blob, they traveled in files through, you know, with Shvatim. So too it is in Gaulus also. The Jewish people generally, we travel in large groups, but not all together, right? There's always been Jews in Europe, and there's Jews in Eretz Yisrael, and there's Jews in America. Very large sections of that, but that's how the Jews traveled. So too it is that we travel in Gauls. Now, what exactly is the purpose? So the same way, what was the purpose of the Jewish people traveling in the Midbar? So we spoke about this past week, a Torah from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, that was last week, I think it was on Thursday night, it's recorded, 
that the purpose of the Jewish people traveling in the, in the desert was in order to reveal sparks of holiness, meaning it's in order to, to find the Kedusha that's scattered throughout the whole world. We're sort of going like, a, like a magnets and going to find it. That's the purpose of Klai Yisrael wandering in the desert. And the truth is, that's the purpose of Klai Yisrael traveling in Golis as well. By even so, uh, when the Oren travels, it's in order to find the sparks of Kedusha that are scattered throughout the world. That whenever there were breakings, when Adam Rishon sinned, when Klai Yisrael sinned with the eagle, there was a scattering of sparks of Kedusha. Converts are people that were scattered. There's Kedusha that was scattered. And the Jewish people have to go find it. And the Oren would travel, stay for a day or two, until the sparks were collected, and then it would keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's the purpose of Klai Yisrael and Golis as well. If you have in the top left, this is a Torah from Rav Wolfson. He says, Hashem et From Hashem, the travel of man, the man desires to travel. The Baal Shem explains, Hashem Tov used to say that every single time a Jew goes anywhere, it's for a purpose. See, people think that they're traveling because they want to relax, right? They're going on vacation in order to relax, in order to, you know, you're going on vacation because you need to get away. Says the that's not the Peshat. The truth is, that the purpose of a Jew traveling, collectively in Gaulus, but privately as an individual, there are sparks that are connected to your soul. That there are sparks that are connected to your soul that you have to reveal. Now the way to reveal it is by doing a mitzvah in that place, by learning Torah in that place, by making a Kiddush Hashem in that place. And those sparks are waiting for you. So Sabal Shem used to say that if someone travels to a certain location, let's say for business, he thinks that he's going for business. That's not why he's going. He's going because he has to say a bracha shahakal in that place. And even if he goes to that place and it seems like he doesn't accomplish anything, he did accomplish something. That's Vahibin Soya. That's the traveling of the Jewish people in Golis. Uh, there's a Misa that Rav Wolfson used to say over. Very interesting story. The story goes like this. Rav Meilach of Lozhensk, the Rebbe Rav Meilach, he had, he had a, a koil, a small group of koil members. And every week he would give them a stipend, give them an envelope with uh, rubles in it. So one week, one of the people of the koil was given a was given an envelope. He gives it to his wife, and his wife noticed that instead of six rubles, which is the normal stipend, this is only four. So she said, maybe the Rebbe Melech made, made a mistake. So he said, it's not a mistake. Evidently, I'm not deserving of the entire stipend. I, I you know, I didn't learn so well this week. I guess. And this is his way of telling me this, so I'm going to say he did tshuva, and he was davening and saying to him the whole next week. The following Friday, he gets an envelope, and instead of four, it was two. It was less than the week before. So now he knows it's not a, it's not a coincidence, and he's very bothered by this. So again, he spends the whole week saying to him and davening. The following week, he's getting an envelope, and the envelope is empty. So he realizes that this is the Rebbe's way of saying that your days of Kailal are done for now, and it's not working. 
So his chevra got together, and the other Kailu member said like this, obviously the Rebbe is trying to tell you in an indirect way that, that the Kailu is not working. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to gather some funds together, take the money, buy merchandise, take a boat trip, sell the merchandise, make a lot of money, and come back. Meaning, let's go into Parnas a little bit. So they gather the funds, they gather hundreds of rubles together. He goes to the, to the factories, he buys the silks, I think it was like uh, sheets, clothing, whatever it is. He buys it cheap, and he takes it on a boat in order to take him to a certain location he's going for a week, sell it, and then come back. He said, okay, you make some money, you'll dive in, you'll learn, go into Parnas. So he goes on the boat with all the merchandise. The boat docks on a certain island. Just they had to stop for a few minutes to, to, to stop on an island. So they stop on the island. Everybody gets off for a few minutes to stretch their legs. He was saying to Hillen, he's still obviously very upset that he's not learning anymore and he feels rejected. And he's saying to Hillen, and he got distracted. And the members of the boat were not, uh, were not so fond of Jews. So they got on the boat and they took off. They got on the boat, took off, and they left him on this island alone. It was about a four or five day trip. So he's obviously freaking out. He's sitting on this island for four or five days. They're going to come back in four or five days, but he's got to survive for four or five days. He's on this island, there's nothing there. So day one, he's looking for water. He's searching for water, searching for water. He can't find any water. Day two, he continues searching for water, but now he's feeling incredibly weak. He can't find water, can't find water anywhere. The following day, day three, without water, he could barely walk. So he's crawling, and he finally sees water in the bottom of the hill. So he can't even walk down the hill. He rolls down the hill, and he rolls into the water. He hasn't drunk water in over two days. So obviously he wants to gulp it up. But he, you know, he said, you know, you have to make a bracha, serious nefesh. So he pulled himself out of the water, made a bracha shahakal, drank a lot of water, and made a bar nefashis. Felt better. Okay, fine. Again, it was very difficult to do this, but that's what a Jew does. That's what you do. And then he found some fruit, and he was able to subside for four or five days. Finally, they come back, four or five days later. His merchandise is still on the boat. He gets on. Obviously, the guy are making fun of him that, you know, he basically, <laughs> it was supposed to be a week where he was supposed to go to a certain location to sell the merchandise, but instead, he just stayed on an island doing nothing. He comes back. He manages feels like he wasted his entire time. He almost died, and he didn't accomplish anything. So he gets back to the base Medrash. Before he even could go over to Ramelech, Ramelech calls him in. And Ramelech said like this, I know you think you didn't accomplish anything, but let me tell you the story. The story is, Hundreds of years ago, there were certain there were two Jews that lived, and they were not very good Jews, and their neshama could not get a tikkun, their souls could not get menucha, could not get rest in their location, and those souls were trapped on that island, whatever that means. Now you share a same root as those neshamas, a gilgal, a spark. You have you think of neshamas as a tree. You both have the same branch. Different leaves, but the same branch. You shared the same branch as those souls. And by you going to that location and making a bracha, when you made the bracha shahakal, you fixed one soul, and now he's in Ganeiden forever comfortable. And when you said bari nefashis, you, sec- you fixed the second. So Ramelech said, I want to give you yashakayach, he did a good job. At the end of the story. See, you think, he thinks that he didn't accomplish anything, but the truth is the whole purpose of the trip was to get to that island. 
But that's collectively when, when the Oren, when the Sefer Torah is taken out of the Oren, when Klai Yisrael travels, that's Jews going into Galus in order to find sparks, in order to reveal the Kedusha, to metak in those places, and metak in those Jews that are stuck in that location. Rav Kuga continues, in the Iker HaMatarish of Galus, and the main purpose of Galus, Galus is a Tarish of Alpeh. Understand the same way that when the Jewish, when Adam Rishon sinned, which happened again by the time of the Egel, because the Egel was re, a re-emergence of that sin of Adam Rishon. There was a breaking, and all those sparks were scattered throughout the world. The truth is, there was a breaking, and there was Torah that was scattered as well. And the main purpose of Golus, the main objective of Golus, is to reveal the Oral Torah. The Oral Torah, which is lost. He says, Torah Shabal Peh is revealed Dafke in Golus. Where is, what's the main body of the Oral Torah? The Talmud Bavli, the Babylonian Talmud, which was taught in Bava. That the main objective of Golus is to reveal those sparks, but not the sparks on a private level, but collectively to reveal the sparks of Torah that were lost. See, when Torah, when Klai Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael with the Beis Hamikdash, with Moshe Rabbeinu, that's the written Torah. The oral Torah was lost, and it's Dafka revealed in Golos. But when Klai Yisrael is in Golos, when Klai Yisrael is in Golos, the avoid is to reveal the sparks of Torah, which was broken, which is lost. And that's why they're not written down, because they don't have a place. They're floating, they're scattered, they're bal peh. Let me explain. We started by quoting a medrash. That the Gemara tells us that the 85 letters of Ayyub and Saya what is originally its own sefer. And we explained from the Chida, it was originally much, much bigger. And it got lost. What does it mean? What got lost? The answer is originally, all of the oral Torah was there, was revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu on Har Sinai. And he wanted to transmit that as well. But when Klal Yisrael sinned, there was a shattering. And the sparks of all the oral Torah, which includes Mishnayis, which includes Gemara, which includes Shulchan Aruch, and Rambam, and further on, as time got on, Chassidus, the Baal Shem Tev, Chabad, Breslov, V'chule, V'chule, all of that Torah got scattered and got lost. And the objective of the Jews in Golos, as the Jews are traveling, it's to find those sparks and to reveal those sparks. And the two psukim that allude to this process is Vayib and Sayyid. You see, Vayib and Sayyid, we don't, it's called its own Sefer, but we don't refer to it as its own Sefer. You want to know why? Because right now, it's an allusion to the process to find the lost Sefer. Vayib and Sayyid, as the Oren travels, right, we said a question, the only thing that's left, so originally he had all this Torah, which was the oral Torah, all of the Torah of Golis, was originally written by Moshe Rabbeinu. It was supposed to be transmitted to Moshe Rabbeinu in Torah form. But what happened when the Klai Yisrael sinned, there was a breaking. And all those sparks got revealed. All the Torah potential got lost throughout Golis. And our avoida throughout Golis is to find it. To find the Torah Shabal Peh. Peh means Peh is Peh Hey 85. The 85 letters of Ayyub and Sayyid. 
And when Kla Yisrael goes to reveal that Torah, to find that Torah, all of Golis is finding what was lost, finding that lost Torah. What's left are just these 85 letters. Why these 85 letters? Why these two psukim of Ayub and Sayyid? The answer is because these two letters are the map. It's telling you how to find it. And the Aaron has to go out. We have to go into Golis. We have to go find that spark, find that Torah, the Torah of Hashem that's found in that part of Russia, and the Torah of, of, of Ishbitz, which is found in that part of Russia, and, and the Torah of, of the Rishonim that's found in Italy and in Greece, and the Torah of the Svarad that's found in Spain. Vayib and Sayyar is the map of how to find the lost Torah. And then once you have it, Uvanucha Yoyma. Then we'll enter Eretz Yisrael, and all of the Torah of Golis will become Torah Shebiksav. So you end it, in the bottom last paragraph, there's a Chassam Soifer, the writes in Droshes. He says, All of the Torah, when Mashiach comes, we're going to look back at all the Torah that we, was written in Golis. All the myriads of Svarim that, that you have, that I'm surrounded right now, I'm recording in my basement, all the Svarim that I'm seeing. All the svarim and more and more and more. All of that svarim says the Chassam Soifer. Hashem will reveal that all of that Torah is not conjecture. It's not maybe it's emes lamita Torah shebiksav emes. All the Torah shabalpeh which was floating will be revealed that it was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu Harsinai. That's the Torah that was lost. That's peihei. That's vayiv and soya. All of Golas is just revealing and finding what was originally lost at the time of the Egel. And that's our avoid. avoid is to go into Gauls and to reveal more Torah, learn more Torah, write more Svarim, learn more Torah. And all of that is not going to, it's going to be compiled together and it's going to be that Torah that's going to be revealed. Vayim and Sayyar. So when Mashiach comes, the parish of Vayim and Sayyar is going to become mammoth. It's going to become massive. It's going to encompass all the Torah of Gauls. That's the Avodah. Those two Psukim are Miramis to the entire Tachlis. The entire Tachlis is Vayibin Saroin to go into Golis. That as the Torah travels outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's to find those sparks, those sparks of Torah Shabiksav, Torah Shabalpeh, reveal all of it, and then Uvinucha Yoimar take it back with us. When Mashiach comes, it'll be revealed how all the Torah of Golis was Torah's M, Ms. Mamish, Givrotamashabinu, and that's what we lost. And now Baz Hashem, our Avodah is just to find it. Now our avoid is to find what was originally out there, what was lost. Shabbizachah to find it. Kedush Baruch Hu reveal Mashiach Zakenu should be able to have all this Torah of Golis instead of scattered together. It should be written, written Torah should be Ksavah Meshavim Herimano Amen.